Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a post-match point straight after the game as Villa have beaten Leicester late on again at the KP Stadium, just like they did a few years ago. I think that's twice in three years now Villa have stolen three points late on. The show is sponsored by Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything they have to offer, use the code hashtag VillaView. And yes, I do still have to look at the top of the screen to see what the discount code is. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by a jubilation, jubilation-filled Jubilant. Omar. Jubilant, that was the word I was looking for. Absolutely incredible, Omar. Aston Villa are now seventh in the Premier League. Could have gone sixth tonight, but Brighton did what they needed to do yeah. against Bournemouth. But still, for us to be seventh, and for, you know, the way we, we won that game, absolutely ridiculous. Bertrand Troyore, who was obviously a winger, so wasn't wanted at the football yeah. club at the start of the season, has come back to make up the numbers. He's come on the pitch and with his second touch of the ball, he scored an absolute beauty. That is what he's capable of on a good day, Bertrand Troyore. And, you know, fair play to the Villa Socials team as well, because I did not think they'd have a goal gift ready for him, but they did. <laughs> absolute scenes in, in the away end. Again, they must be having such a good time, the Villa away fans at, at the moment. Unbelievable. How, how on earth are we seventh in the Premier League after the start? It is mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad that we're in this position. I never thought. I've written off the season. Even when Unai Emery came in, I've written off the season. Um, there it is. Know, that's crazy. Look at that. 44 Readable points. as well. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Brighton, fair play, they're doing well, but you know, we're really cementing ourselves now in the top half. And uh, that is such a crucial win. Uh, you know, win. We talked about it with the bit like the Chelsea game, the kind of game where normally we would have drawn or maybe lost, um, especially down to 10 men. You know, we always struggle against 10 men. Uh, not to say we were brilliant today, uh, far from it, but we did the job. Uh, it was professional performance. Leicester were probably buoyed by Rogers sacking. Definitely the crowd were. I think the crowd were all up for it. Crowd were loud. Crowd were loud, and and the players, you know, they looked up for it. They were they were organised, and a fair credit, you know, credit to Leicester. They they made it really difficult for us. But 
Bertie T, what a, what a what a maverick, what a player! And I was so happy we 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 got him back in and put recording alone. I know he got a lot of criticism. I'm not going to start here saying I told you so, but I just know with that kind of play, just give him a few opportunities, and yeah, you know, five six times out of ten he's going to be terrible. But those three four games, you know, he can turn it on. He do something like that. He's got that in his locker, and he's a, he's a match winner. We've seen it before, uh, and for him to shoot first time. Ah, nothing. And I, I said it's to you, unbelievable finish. Unbelievable, unbelievable finish. Unbelievable. And I, I, you know, I was saying on the uh, on the group, I was like, I just can't see a scoring because I did just you know we were playing quite methodical style. Even when they're down to ten men, we weren't really bombing forward. Moreno was still sort of getting the ball in acres of space, coming back, and we were trying to play through. And it was you know a bit difficult. And I thought you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a mistake or something, and it was a mistake, but still you know it wasn't like he was through on goal. It's just yeah, fabulous and. Buzzing, absolutely buzzing, mate. I'm so so happy. It was, it was, I don't think we played badly in the in the second half, but I wouldn't say that we that we played well either. And we just we just the final pass didn't quite seem to be there. There was some decent decent like interplay and bit and build up play there, but it always felt like the final the final action wasn't great from Villa in the second half. And he left his subs late as well. Unai Emery, I think you know, I was, obviously you have a look on social media whilst the game's going on and people were, were calling out for subs and he, he left it quite late to even introduce mm. Duran yeah. into the game. And then you kind of, he throws on three subs with, with, with five minutes left and you, you kind of think that nothing of it really. You kind of think the game's going to fizzle out and be a 1-1. But it is, mm. you know, he's just capitalised on an error. And even though it's an error, it's not an not an error in a in a massively dangerous part part of the pitch that the way he's given given the loose ball for try or to try that is is just audacious. The guy's barely played any football, yeah, for, for the last few months to have the confidence to try something like that and to have the ability to try something like that and, and for it to come off. And you can see his face as well. You know, he was absolutely delighted. For, from what I hear, he just was not treated well no. by Steven Gerrard at the start of the season at all. Completely, but I think last year it's last season he had his injury problems. But you do forget the year before. He was very good for Villa. Yes, he had frustrating games, but his goal and assist output was actually very, very strong in yeah. his first season. Gerard decided he didn't want wingers for whatever reason. He was kind of forced out at the start of the season, Bertrand Troy, right? But he, he's come back. It was fairly bold of him to take the number nine shirt. Yeah. In, in, in fairness from, <laughs> yeah. from him as well. That probably yeah. says a lot about him, but he's just a sumptuous goal. He's such a good finish. He's one of those ones as soon as he hit it, you yeah. just knew it was going in. The keeper was off his line. He spotted that. Hmm. What a way to, Love to, it. to to win a football match. And we are just absolutely flying at the moment. Even in the, on the nights where you don't think it's going to go our way, we pull out a late winner. Villa hardly renowned for late goals over the years as, as well. Hmm. I feel like we've been the wrong end of it a number of times in my life. But that is a, a big win. You know, to follow up the Chelsea win at the weekend, which was a big win with a massive win away from home. Again, you think, God, we've got a home game against Forest, which is entirely winnable at the, at the weekend now. We are absolutely flying up the table at the moment. And people people after the Chelsea game were starting to take notice of us a bit more in the media and on Sky and, and whatever. It feels like people are talking about Villa's record a little bit more because it's been there really for six, seven weeks. You could look at Emery's record. Villa were going well. Villa were really high in the form table. It's not really been spoken about. Suddenly, we beat Chelsea and people are starting to talk about us. And they'll be talking about us again now because we've, We've stole the game. We have, we have stole it. He was fizzling out to, to be a 1-1. It would have been a better point for Leicester than us, I think, in the circumstances with them being down to 10 men. But Villa have, Villa have come and um, nicked all three points right right at the death. Feel sorry for Leicester. Obviously, they're, they're, they're big in trouble at the moment. But Villa are, Villa are just ruthless and just finding a way to win games. 
Yeah, and it feels like I've seen someone just for there. It feels like the championship run. It does feels like something special is mm. happening. It really feels like something special happening. And I think the players are fully bought into that that they can win every game, um, and they're always in in the game. And I think you know if you look at the the run that we're on, you talk about the run there. You know, I, I saw a tweet the other day. Eddie Howe, who was nominated for manager of the year last year, in the same amount of games since he took over Newcastle last year, and then what they managed to do last. year, Emery's got more points in, I think, it's 25 games or whatever, whatever the figures were. I can't remember what it was, but, you know, it shows you the job Emery's done. And he's got to be, oh. you know, if we continue this way, he's got to be in that, in, that, in that bracket there in terms of manager of the year. I think he's been unbelievable. And, and I think today, you know, I, I was frustrated at times in terms of the way that we played, but at least we had a plan. You know, we, we didn't change our plan. We stuck to our principles of trying to uh, keep the ball at the back, try and draw them in and then try and pass it around them. And, you know, we created our first goal through that. And we didn't create too many chances, but we kept going, we kept going. And there were times where I was thinking, you know, we could be a little bit quicker, a little bit better with the ball. But Leicester didn't create hardly anything, apart from the goal, which came out of nothing, really. And, and Harvey Barnes, fantastic. It did, know. but I would say there was a warning ball exactly the same about 10 yeah, minutes before that true. they played, and we, we didn't really heed that warning. And, true, you know, it's true. a lovely take. It's a lovely yeah. goal from, from Harvey Barnes. He always does well against Villa, always seems to find the back of the net. A few Leicester players have got great records hmm. against us. But let's go back right to the to the start. Let's go back to, to the first goal. Not only Watkins, six away games in a row now, he scored. His form, again, we talk about Emery being absolutely ridiculous as a, as a manager. You know, Ollie Watkins' form now is bordering on on the ridiculous. They've scored six away games in a row. I think that's only him and Sergio Aguero now that have done that in Premier League history. He's finding all these little records and, and managing to break them, isn't he, Ollie Watkins? And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't his best goal. It was a bit of an untidy finish. No, but you know what? You know what? I think he's, he's done really well because yeah, I know it was a bit of a scuffed finish, but, um, you know, he's put a through on goal. Bandir does really well. Uh, plays the through ball, first touch is good. Keeps himself um, on side. Keeps himself on side, and then you know there's he's sort of going in between players, and Wout Faze has sort of bumped him, and then uh, someone else has bumped him to the other side. He's sort of off balance, falling over, and he could easily just go down and look for an easy pen, which he probably wouldn't have got. And he and he managed to get his, you know, he's managed to get there and still managed to put a finish in and just knock it past the keeper. That's all he had to do, and, and yeah, it rolled in, but you know. He did the hard yards and he got in that position. And all he could do really in that position, the way he was falling over, was just try and get a foot on it and get it past keeper. And he did exactly that. And it's just a shame, you know, Gareth Southgate's going to have to look in the championship for a striker to be called up for the England squad. You know, he's, uh, I don't think Watkins, even with six goals away goals in a row, he's going to get an England squad. So I think for him, it's just a case of, um, you know, he said himself, I want to get 20 goals this season. And I think What's that's... he on now? Do you know what he's on? I think he's on 11 now, isn't he? Um, 11. Yeah. Um, big ass to get to 20 I would say yeah well yeah, even, on, even on this form it's still a bit massive not, ask I would not put it past him honestly I would not put it past him and, and you know the, I saw today you know, time and time again Moreno had the ball on the left hand side and in my head I was thinking oh Ollie run the channel run the channel give him an option because Bundia was you know as he always does comes inside but Watkins stayed on the last man stayed on the defender stayed centrally and you can see going back to his interview last week that that's what Emery said to him I've watched that now yeah he said stay central stay up front and he's doing it you know even though he's probably got the ears to go out wide because he's obviously been a wide player before he sort of stays central and he's paid dividends from that first goal you know he's he's getting in between defenders he's getting through on goal he's got the pace and you know he did the job he finished and he only had one really really good chance and he's, he's managed to score and you know, I thought in the first half, I thought, you know, Leicester had a good five, 10 minute period. But I thought apart from that, we controlled uh, the possession, controlled the tempo of the game. and looked OK, actually. And before they just before they scored, I know we had a warning shot 
before, sort of 10 minutes before, but I thought we were acting looking quite dangerous and we yeah. were in and around the box and I thought maybe we could, we could have been a bit better. We tried to, when the uh, Ramsey, they're both trying to sort of play balls in behind the defender at the edge of the box, which is quite difficult. If you get it wrong, the keeper's going to smother it. I thought we could have been a bit better and just played a little bit more of a, like a one-two at the edge of the box um, because I thought that mid Leicester's midfield was fairly poor, quite pedestrian. Um, so I thought we, you know, maybe next time something to work on. But I think if we're going to be coming up against those those kinds of teams and that kind of formation where they sort of sit back in a sort of low mid block and just try and nullify us. And, you know, yeah, we, yeah then you saw Leicester themselves. They weren't really trying to draw themselves out. They were sort of staying in their shape, which made it difficult for us. I think we're going to come across that more now. I think we probably will in the next few games. But I think we need to be a bit more clever in, in the forward positions and try and play edge of the box a little bit more, a little bit more on twos at the edge of the box and try and create something rather than always looking for that final ball straight away. Um, that was my only criticism in the first half. Yeah, like I, said, I don't think it was a vintage performance, perhaps a little bit of tiredness because we, we aren't in the position to freshen up the team, particularly I thought Louise looked a bit leggy and a little bit tired. He's not by no means had a bad game. I don't think he was quite on it as much as he as much as much he has been. I think, I think he looked a little bit tired. I thought McGinn was excellent in, in mid, midfield again. You're right, it was kind of weird because Ramsey was playing on the right-hand side tonight. Yeah. He's been playing more from the left, hasn't he? There must have been a tactical reason for, for that tonight. Ramsey was playing on the right. When they're kind of cutting in from the left, maybe I think maybe Emery would have seen something in Leicester's back four that he thought would be more beneficial to play Bender coming in from the left. And I thought Bender was good in the first half as well. Actually, he was involved in in a lot of good that, that Villa did, but couldn't hold on to the lead. Conceded a goal. Harvey Barnes, as I've said, always scores against Villa. <laughs> it was kind of one of those ones where we've actually defended pretty well all night. Just got just got caught maybe a little bit high. But for that one, about face in in, his, in fairness to him, he's played a, a lovely board. It's a lovely take from Barnes, and he's he's very direct when he gets the board, and he's a good finisher as well, cutting in from that left hand side, and 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 they've scored. And then Leicester, they felt galvanized by that, didn't they? The fans felt galvanized as well. And I actually thought Leicester started the second half probably the better of the two yeah. the two teams as well, and the fans were were getting up for it, and you you could feel that we might be in a little bit of trouble here. Leicester haven't won for a while as well, but you felt like the tide was starting to turn a little bit. But then, to Villa's advantage, Kin and Dewsbury Hall, probably about to be taken off for Pereira. Makes a silly tackle when you're on a, on a booking, and he ends up getting his, getting his marching orders. But even, even then, I think Leicester, probably, Leicester defended quite well. Like you say, Villa stuck to their principles, but mm. they couldn't really find a way to, to break Leicester down. There was a few bits and pieces, a couple of shots for, for, from round. Bailey went close. McGinn had one that looked like it might have been hitting the target that, that got blocked and behind for a corner. But we were huffing and puffing. And yeah. Didn't really yeah. feel like the goal was going to come, did it? But then it did in absolutely ridiculous circumstances. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was, it was, I was getting frustrated, um, as we all were. Uh, you know, I think it was Ramsey had a bit of a snapshot, McGinn shot you talked about, and Bailey's shot, which was never really going in. But we weren't really getting in behind. We weren't really doing much. And, and we're, st- like I say, sticking to what we were trying to, do all game really and the subs did come on quite late and I was quite surprised at some of the subs as well like Ramsey coming off and Duran coming on I thought Bailey might have gone on gone off earlier um, I had a thought with that that maybe because Bailey just never gets 90 minutes he's either coming on or he's coming off the bench I didn't think Ramsey was massively in, in the game neither was Bailey I'm not saying he was yeah, yeah. Ramsey wasn't no, yeah. was a confidence thing to keep him on keep yeah. him on the pitch a, a bit longer and to be fair when he stayed on he did slightly become a bit more involved in the game at that point. But yeah, I get, I get I it. I can think of with that. I get it. I think it's more that, you know, that when you're down to 10 men, you need to make the pitch, when sorry, the opposition is down to 10 men, you need the pitch wider as possible. And Moreno does that on the left-hand side, but we don't really have that on the right-hand side unless Bailey's on. So it's probably why he kept Bailey on, was to keep that sort of one-on-one with Christensen. 
um, you know, with Young sort of tucking in. Uh, Watkins sort... didn't get much of the board in the second half, in fairness, either. I don't no. remember. I, I bet if you look at his, t- his t- touch map, I bet he didn't touch the ball very much in the second half at all. But that don't comes with the staying central thing, staying on the defender's shoulder, whatever happens, he stuck to the plan. But as a consequence of that, he hasn't really ended up being in the game. So as much as you can say Bailey was doing nothing, not really in the game, I suppose the same could, could really be levelled at Watkins. But it's just... I, just, I, just don't, I don't think anyone was... Apart from Moreno, I thought it was probably our best. Moreno was good. Moreno yeah, I, was I, I, good. I don't think I don't think there was anyone else really. Dougie Louise even had a bit of an off game. I thought he was good in certain spells, but just again, tired, just tired a little bit. And I think it's just one of those things, you know, playing another game after that performance against Chelsea, it's going to be difficult and to get the win after that as well. I ran a that. lot against Chelsea as well. And, and the, the other thing, the sending off, going back to sending off. Sorry, I thought um, I'm going to I'm going to call it clever, Harry Kane, clever. Uh, not that he was a diver, young, but. Young knew what he was doing. He was he made the most. He was waiting. Yeah, but he made the most of it. But also, he's waiting for the challenge. There was it was contact. It was a yellow card because it yeah. was a late challenge, especially after he'd been booked as well. And it was a cynical book in the first one as well. He knew. Young knew. He was like, you know, I wait, I wait, I pass the ball, get, you know, take take the hit and get the yellow card. And you know, that's that's where Young comes in. So I didn't, you know, I don't think it was his best game. But I thought the second half actually was a lot better against Barnes compared to the first half. But that sort of just a shoot experience where. You know, someone else might have gone two footed into Dewsbury Hall and try to make it into a 50 50 young weights for the challenge. You know, that, that, and, and it's when it's when obviously Toro has won us the game, but that is a, had a massive impact on the, on the game as well. And obviously, it's led to eventually the goal. And it was a poor, uh, I can't remember who it was who misplaced it. It wasn't Mendy, was Indeed. it? it was, Indeed, he wasn't it, I think. And um, yeah, just to hit it first time, brilliant. And uh, then obviously, the penalty as well. We haven't talked about that at all. Well, the non- I mean, it was a nonsense giving that. He can't yeah. have been 100% sure to, to, to give that penalty. I didn't even think it looked like a penalty. I, I, no, I, I didn't think I there thought, was anything I, in it at all. I couldn't understand what it had been given for. Yeah, I thought it had gone in, firstly. Because oh, yeah, I, I, did think, I, I, saw, I did think that initially. I, I, I sort of walked away in my head in my hands and I was like, oh, I'm not getting Villa, seriously. I thought we'd changed. And then I looked back and I was like, what's going on? And then I saw it and I was like, penalty, what? Um, and... First, I thought it was offside, um, and it was. I mean, after defending so well all game, you know, that was really poor defending. I thought actually, it was actually but great Wat- defending from Watkins. Watkins, though. yeah, in the end, it was brilliant by Watkins. He got his body in the way, and it was a hundred percent foul. Leicester fans will complain. Couldn't care nah, less. They'd know. They'd know. They'd know that. I'm but... just glad. I mean, I've, Leicester have been a bogey team for us for a long time. Ever since Martin O'Neill managed them. You no, know, remember mm. back in those days where oh, Heskey it, used to kill us. Heskey and uh, who's the defender? Was it Elliot? Matt was Elliot. It? Matt Elliot. You know, always score against us. Uh, Steve Guppy and players like that always score against us, and I was just hate them. And plus, I hate Madison as well. I, I love him as a player, but he absolutely hates Villa, and I'm just glad we beat him. And he's always diving around, so yeah, he tired as well. I think he could, once they went out to ten men as well, it was strong for it was str- hard for him. Sorry to have an influence on, on the game. It, it was difficult for Madison, and he's nursing an injury as well. I think you know he's ended up going off with a, a little bit of a knock as well. They're having to manage him at the, at the moment, James Madison, and that that's mm. a massive problem. To them, if they lose him, I seriously worry for them. I'd, I'd worry for them anyway. I think on on, on the basis of, of tonight, I'm not sure they've they've got enough. They're gonna have to get this managerial appointment right. But let's just go to the a few of the comments because there's plenty of people saying stuff. It looks to me like there's people making donations again as well. Oh yeah, well, it's absolutely baffling. Thank you guys. To me, I really really appreciate. Does it, does it go in my pocket? It goes in all in Bardell's pocket on his haircuts. I think. Oh, as I've said, I might be able to buy another. Really- Weekly haircut. Nail a, a Guinness on, on, on Friday. <laughs> Neil deserves it, mate. After he he's going to this channel. He does. Mitchell Tullett says, try all right for Bailey. Yeah. Against Forrest. High target against it. I'm, it not, really? I'm just not 100% sure it's something that Emery will do. 
No, I don't think so. I think um, oh, I wonder. Wonder. I haven't heard anything about Kamara's injury, um, but I imagine we'll keep the same team because, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Against Forest again, maybe. I think Emery's one of those players who wants to give confidence to players, so maybe he'll give Bailey another chance. But I, I would, I would put Truro on. I think you'll know, definitely that, get longer on the pitch. I would say. Yeah, I, I would put him on after that match-winning goal. You know, you saw how much you meant to Truro as well. I've never seen Truro that, you know. Excited, you know. We, we all go on about footballers, and you know, people will say plenty about footballers. But he's had that guy's had a tough. He was yeah. injured all last season, pretty much. It's clear that the manager did, didn't fancy him. You know, he's carted off to somewhere he probably didn't really want to go at the start of the season. Not treated treated very well. He's called back. Been on the bench for weeks. Not really had much of a sniff, and then he comes on tonight and produces a, a moment of, of magic. You know, he does. He does. You know, he, he may be, we talked about this in the transfer window. Do you remember when we, when we recalled him? And, I was uh, reasonably happy. I remember being uh, reasonably happy. Yeah, we were both with the option. Yeah. And I think he's one of these players. Look, he's, he's not all wingers, unless you're the elite winger, which we are never going to get really uh, like Mares or someone like that. You know, they, they perform week in, week out. Winger of any team below the top four is going to be inconsistent. And the thing with Troy is, is the most important thing with the wingers in our position is output uh, and also work rate as well. And I think Troy's work rate, yeah, it could be criticized a little bit, but I think he's improved a lot um, over the years. Um, and I think his output is fantastic. You know, he gets goals and assists. He, he does something, he makes things happen. I bet his goal to games ratio is, or goal involvement to oh, game yeah. ratio is pretty good. Brilliant. We'll get Stato to do that for us. If, Stato, if you, want, you want to do it now, I saw you having a little go at me for getting something wrong in the comments. Stato, yeah, if you want yeah. to make yourself useful, if you could find out that information. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks. In the chat, that would be absolutely brilliant. Reese roberts Alati, who's he's come up in a weird format, but I believe you've donated to the channel, so thank you very much for that. He says, we know how to win ugly. We lose that game under Steven Gerrard. I mean, I definitely think we don't win that game under Steven Gerrard. In fact, we played Leeds earlier on in the season. The game was set at nil-nil that game and they went down to 10 men and we just could not break them down. I mean, in fairness, yeah. not far off lot like tonight, but at least we had some basic principles this evening. But we haven't... That's the first time we'll have won a game against when a team's gone down to 10 men for, for, for a long time. Now, I know we beat Palace the other week when they went down to 10 mm. men, but we were already winning that game. You know, this is us picking up a bonus from taking advantage of a team, having a, having a man sent off. I don't think that's happened too many times in the, in the last few years. Brian Grealish, not so sure if he's any. Oh, here we go. AVFC Stato. 15 goal contributions in 48 Premier League games to Villa. That's pre- probably about what I would have expected, but that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's a good record, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you take out the strip out of the games last year when he was coming back from injury and playing a bit part in games, you know, he was coming in for five, 10 minutes here and there. Um, you know, I think it's hard to judge him on that season. Um, I think you know he's he's done a job. He's he's isn't you know maybe not a twenty million pound, twenty one million pound player or whatever it is we cost we, we signed him for. But you know we've had so much crap over the years. You know we spent the likes of Hogan, McCormack, you know these types of players. We spent lots of money on and done nothing. You know this player we spent a bit of money on, but at least he's contributed to the Villa team and you know he's come up with a winner and a really important game. You, know, you can't ask for more than that. Some great pictures going on on Twitter by the way. The uh, I've just asked Adam to put it on of uh, the Villa players celebrating with the away fans. Oh, I'd love yeah, to have been there. Wish, wish we could have gone, man. That would have been brilliant. Yeah. I said it on Saturday, the people that, that go every week away from home. Fair play. They deserve it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely 100% deserve all the, all these moments because they have had some miserable times away from home. None more than when Chris Dolan and myself go because we lose every time when me and Dolan go together. But, you know, there's been some some horror times in the championship even. Horror time. Even if you go back to that relegation season where we, we pretty much lost 
every single week. You know, they deserve moments like this and they'll be fancying us every week at the moment. So I'm losing track here because so many people seem to be donating, as, as I say. It's never, never happened before until the, until the, until the last year. Is, is, is this what happens when Villa are good? No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you should get on more often. But get some Aussie dollars in as well. That's yeah, uh, all, all sort of going on yeah. here. So thank you to uh, Shane Brown who wants to donate. Most, to yeah, Stata say most of those games off the bench too. There's 48 Premier League games, quite a lot off the bench. So yeah, yeah, yeah. fair play. Uh, He's also saying no Premier League team has more points away from home since Unai Emery took charge than Aston Villa, 19 wow. points. The away record, I mean, the home record's pretty good. The away record is outrageous. How does he do that? How does he start to do that so quickly? How does he... He's got, his, ex, he's got his Excel database. Oh, I haven't he's seen what he looks like. He, to be fair, he says it's a mess. But he, he's got... He's, like he says, it's not the best way to, to, to do what he does. But he's, he's got his Excel database. And he fair place, fair place, Fair play. Every man. week, yeah. Un- Unreal Twitter page. That's a, one of my favourite Twitter pages that, that there is. Joey Piccolina, great name, who's also donated he's asking us champions league question mark i mean had emory been in at the start of the season it might not have been beyond the yeah, realms of it's one of those it's one of those isn't it you can save some bucks and maybes isn't it it's uh would we if we would we have ever sacked gerald at the start of the season probably not if no. we had would anyway emory have come probably not because he was he had a whole pre-season with Villarreal, and he probably wouldn't have wanted to leave at that point you know it's one of those you just don't know what's gonna happen it's it was meant to be. I'm just excited for what's what's coming now. I think we've got Forest. Uh, who else we got coming up? Forest. We've got Fulham coming up as well, haven't we? Uh, midweek games. It's a decent run of games. I don't like to be presumptuous before we're about to play them. I mean, it's not. It's not a hot. Not a horrible run. This this run we're on at the moment. You just you do just feel like we'll we'll beat everyone. Although saying that, I didn't sit there tonight thinking. We're going to win this. No, no, no. Five minutes no. left. That's just been that's just been a Villa fan. Like same. As soon as you said about Forest, I was like, typical Villa going to lose that game. In the back of your head, you're you're a Villa fan. You're cynical. You're well. You know what? Someone else has said it in the comments. I really like. I met Steve Cooper obviously last week. Really, really liked him. But I would worry for his future. They've lost. They've lost tonight, especially when all the other Premier League owners have been oh, jumping. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if there was a someone else managing Nottingham Forest. At the weekend at Villa Park on on Saturday, Villa seem to be heavily involved in the in the managerial merry-go-round at the moment. I've got a question for you late night. No, I think you might not know the answer to Unai, Unai Emery. He's head coach, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Villa need to do that thing that Arsenal did, where you know where you make Arteta manager to reward him for doing so well. I know it's early days. Did that's what they did? They changed his role. They changed his role in uh, start of the season. They changed him. From, I believe it was start of the season. They've definitely changed him from head coach to manager. Well, I, the, I the definitely. Year. I definitely would you be thinking about a new contract or is it too early? I know that's people probably be like, I think we've got something. I know it's early days still, and I may be getting a little bit ahead of myself and a little bit excited, but I just think this manager is is the real deal. This is, you know, we've had moments. I was thinking earlier, there was the season under David O'Leary, his first season where we weren't doing great, and suddenly we, the second half of the season, we were absolutely brilliant and we ended up finishing sixth from kind of from nowhere. And Angel was on fire, which feels a little bit like Watkins is on fire at the moment. We had John Gregory come in for for Brian Little and take us into Europe from pretty much a relegation dogfight at the time. So I said, there has been spells like this, but just, you know, I said it the other day, everything Unai Emery does just seems to turn to gold. He brings Bertrand Troy, I mean, it's those three subs. And you think oh, this is just late in the game. There's not going to be really any time for them to have any impact. And he's, it just works. It's just, just the way it is at the moment, isn't it? Everything he touches turns turns to goals or turns to gold. A lot, well, a lot of good managers have that, don't they? Have that sort of, 
maybe it's luck. I don't know what it is, but that golden touch where things they do, you know, they get they get a bit of luck in games. They get a bit of bit of fortune. Late winners. Ferguson obviously was renowned for getting his teams getting late winners and things like that. So yeah, um, what's this? What's this? I think he's going to put. I think he's going to put a tweet up. I think oh, maybe. I thought it was Adam, Adam wanting us to finish putting it putting in the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without the Oscars. Oh, that's that was the picture I was talking about. Oh, Martinez. Lovely. Look at that. It's a, look a at lovely that. Lovely picture. Oh, look how happy they are. Everyone associated with Villa must be absolutely delighted at the moment. I know the fans are. You know, the the, the ownership, the the director of football, the every everyone just must be absolutely elated with with what's happening with with Villa at the at the moment. Everything Villa says there, every little thing he does is magic, and it and it's absolutely true. And I said it on Saturday. There will be times where we'll undoubtedly at some point hit a sticky patch and lose a few yeah. games, and questions will be asked. They absolutely shouldn't, because this long long term, this manager has got it. He knows exactly what he is doing. It feels like the perfect fit. It, it really does. His record with teams similar to Villa in Spain is very, very good. This just feels like it's a very unique marriage, and it feels like one that, that's really, really going to work for us. And you can just be excited now. Whatever happens between now and the end of the season... You can genuinely be buoyant going into the summer when he gets his own players in and when Villa come back from pre-season. You will have high expectations. I think Villa put so much on the summer this time last year, but mm. it was more we were more like weighing in, in hope rather than expectation. Now I think there's a genuine right to have an expectation because, as I say, this manager is, is a class act. What he has done with these players who were struggling to conjure anything up under the previous manager is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah, I mean, not much more to add than that, is there really? I think um, that sums it up pretty well. I think, as I said in the last pod, I think Unai Emery is not just important for us right now in this moment, but he's important for this whole club in terms of how we move forward. And beyond him as well, you know, he's not going to be here forever. I think this is a, a bit of a sliding doors moment, I think, getting him in. Um, he's the first real elite manager we've got and who's at the top of his game. I, I don't think, can't think of anyone else we've ever got who was at the top of the game. Martin O'Neill, when we brought him in, yes, he had an amazing reputation, but obviously he'd taken time off because his wife was sick and you know, Celtic had been managing for a couple of years uh, to get Unai Emery where he's won cup after cup, you know, managing at the highest level, amazing for PSG, did fairly well at Arsenal as well when you look at into it. You know, he's, he's just done well everywhere he's been to get a manager of that ilk into the club. And at this moment when we were on our knees, really, you know, we were really struggling and, and we were, you know, me and you sat down and another sat down and we were just sort of saying, you know, we've wasted our opportunity, Newcastle above us and other teams and have jumped us, Brentford, Brighton, et cetera, Fulham even. And we were thinking, you know, that we're back to square one almost where we started when we first got promoted to be where we are now, never in a million years would I have thought you know, would be in this position and, uh, you know, all credit to the players as well and the, and the management team, but the players as well, you know, they've, they've really turned it around. Players like McGinn, Watkins, Mings, Konza, yeah. yeah, yeah, Ashley Young, you know, these players who've been written off, Young was written off last year and people were, were in two minds about re-signing him, you know, again. So, you know, these players have just been fantastic for us and feel special. That's what, that's what, that's the only way you could put it. It just feels special. Yeah, something going on at the club at the moment. Obviously, the women, the women's team is going really well. Although I know they lost at the weekend, but generally, you know, they're they're on the up as well. They're just it's, it's a good time to be a Villa fan. I mean, how many games is there left now? Eight or eight or nine games left. This this season, we have flashed the table up again, please, Adam. I mean, when was the last time that Villa nine was seventh? Games. Yeah, nine. When games. was the last time Villa was seventh with nine games left? 
Stato, I'm looking at you again. But you know, we, we have not we deal. have not been this high up on the in the table in the Premier League at this stage of a season since O'Neill. No. And can, no when way. you consider again, I'm saying it again, when you consider the start that we had, the head start we've given teams. Hmm. This season, there were so many. It was a decent run of games. I would say Gerard had. We got a good point against Manchester City at home, but you know it was. A, we played some games you would have expected to take more from in that period as well. God, if we'd have even taken three to four points more, look at where look at look at where we we would be now. It's just absolutely amazing. And you're right; it will be Martin O'Neill's time. That will be the last time we were in the top seven, top eight at this stage of of a season. You know, we and we go again now. On, on Saturday, you know, you're losing a bit in the legs at the moment with so many games and having a relatively small squad. But the momentum of the team, the confidence that the team must have at the moment, you do go into every game believing you've got a huge, huge chance. And Forest will be another big one at the weekend. And Villa Park will be rocking now, a bit like that yeah. 10 game in the Championship. Yeah, yeah. Villa Park, I hope, is going to start to take off now because we as fans now have got to do our bit. The home atmosphere isn't isn't always brilliant. I think Unai Emery's given us an awful lot in the in the last six to seven weeks, and and since he's come into the football club, we've got to start giving stuff back now and and getting the atmosphere up at, at home. Even if we go a goal down or we yeah. don't score early, we've got to start now. Villa Park can get rocking again now, like it did in the Championship. We were a big part of that ten game run, and there was a big belief amongst the players, the staff, and the fans, and everything was as one. We've got a chance now to do that again with nine games left, and if, if we can do that and all come together towards the end of the season. The, the sky is the limit for Villa. Even even this season, we can get a very high finish in the Premier League because no one's screaming out and looking to run away with those European places at the moment. It's anyone's game. And with with our fans and how loud we can be and how good I know we can be, there's a chance for us to achieve something really, really special this season. Now, these recent results have really given us the, the belief and given us some momentum. Let's harness that now and carry it on into the end of the season because we can do something really, really important for the football club here. Yeah, I couldn't put it with myself, honestly. It's a unique position because I don't think Liverpool and Chelsea are going to be as bad as they've been this season, next season. Nope. And I think was scoring that game in the end? No, no. So, again, you know, it's a perfect result for us, really. Yeah, Uh, results seem to be mainly going our way, except for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Brighton and Fair Play, they're doing well. They're the only other team probably keeping up with us in terms of for maybe a long time Brentford. But, yeah, this we're in a unique position because Chelsea and Liverpool are dropping points left, right and centre. They're in both clubs in disarray. They probably will fix that in the summer. They probably will get the players in. They'll probably get back to their best. We've got to take full advantage of that this season, where we're at the moment. And, you know, seventh, sixth, fifth, fourth, whatever, you know, I'd, I'd take anything now in those positions. Um, if we get European football, that's Seventh amazing. Europe, isn't it, I think? And seventh yeah. is there to be had. We're there. We're in, we're yeah. in, I know teams have played a varying amount of maybe, games. Maybe even eighth. Maybe even eighth for Conference League. You know, I'm not obviously we want to be in Europa or Champions League, but... Champions League is going to be difficult, but um, <laughs> not saying it's impossible, but it's going to be difficult. Uh, we, we can dream, but we can dream, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be difficult. I'll, uh, but I'll, t- I'll uh, take the Conference League at this point, I think, still. If I was, yeah, yeah, any, any Europe, you know, um, I'll, I'll be happy with. And you know, from where we were, we've talked about it already. It's just, yeah, what more can you say? And um, yeah, just look buzzing for buzzing for Saturday and you're right fans need to get behind us we can't be yeah, big one on Saturday yeah, no. even two, we, two home games Adam Sky says in, yeah. the, in the live chat he's absolutely right two home games now one of them against Newcastle who have picked up again they've had a couple of good results recently and they're, they're looking good for Champions League which is absolutely incredible for them by yeah. the way but two home games now we have a massive chance to make a real difference as fans now and we, we've got to do it we've got to get loud we've got to get proud we've got to get behind Unai Emery because he's doing something amazing with us at the moment uh, man of the match then quickly 
What's that, McGinn again? Yeah, Marino. Yeah, that's a bit yeah. harsh on Marino. Probably Marino was very, very busy down that that left hand side. He's got such quick feet. He's actually decent with his right foot as well. It's quick as well, tonight. really quick, quick. really a bit quick. Of guile in there, isn't it? Something, yeah, something yeah. different. Actually, been a, an important signing. Yeah, for us. one you wouldn't have necessarily said that we needed, but he's been an important signing. So I would have said a good night if your name begins with M. I would have said McGinn or, or Marino. For me, what about you? Uh, yeah, Marino is a standout play for me. As I said before. Um, I think, you know, we could say Watkins for his goal, but, you know, he was a bit quiet in the second half. But I think Moreno, Moreno was the was the best player by far. I don't think, I don't think it was our best day in the in the office. I think there was a, players, a few players that were off, but, you know, we did the job at the end of the day. And that's the most important thing away from home. You know, I think this, we've talked about it already, you know, the, the sort of stars that we've got, we've got the flexibility to be a bit more measured away from home uh, and play. That's uh, a bit done. more of a, a bit more of a compact style and at home, you know, no doubt against Forest, we'll play a high line, we'll risk a few, you know, they'll get in behind now and again. Uh, we'll take our chances, you know, we'll get players forward and yeah, maybe be maybe be susceptible to, susceptible to a counter-attack. But I think that's just the way we play at home. And I think that's it's not a bad way to be. Um and it could could lead to a hopefully a, a win on Saturday. I mean the 1,500 people watching us at the moment on a on a, on wow. a Tuesday night, um, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you ever so much for, for the support. And people have thrown in their man of the matches as well. There's a nice little mix. But if your name does begin with M, it does seem to be a benefit. There's even a few Mingses have been thrown in there as well. Adam Sky saying McGinn bossed it in midfield. He moved the ball confidently and quickly, as did Moran. I think that's that's the big thing. Villa players pick the ball up in tight positions now. You bat them to get you bat them to get out of it. And you know, we'd got caught on the ball at the start of of Emery's reign and certainly under the previous manager as as well. You know, there's there's a lot to be happy. Tom saying Villa are back. Yes, Tom. Let's hope so. Let's hope, hope we are back because it's been too long not being in the positions like this in, in, in the in the Premier League table. So let's let's hope we, we can stay there now. And like I say, we've got a huge chance now with two home games to really go and do something. I could stay on all night, to be fair. I'm really, really enjoying the show. Um, but it's probably time for us to, to call it a day. Leave, 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 leave the people wanting more. That's the that's that's the best way to be. Thank you. Greg and myself will be recording at 1874 tomorrow. Greg was reporting at the game tonight for, for the Athletic. I'm sure he's had a, a lovely, lovely time. Hopefully he'll have spoke to the manager, spoke to some players, and we'll be able to dissect that tomorrow when Greg and I record. So that'll be out on all the usual platforms at some point tomorrow. We're hoping sometime in the afternoon to keep your eyes peeled for that one. That, that should be with you soon. And then we'll do all the other usual jazz that we do before the Forest game as well. Thanks ever so much to Omar for joining me. There's 1,500 of you here listening and watching at the moment. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, please, please subscribe to the channel. Let's get those subscriber numbers up because they have been stuck at a similar amount for the last the last two or three years, the subscriber numbers. They've never really gone up. So if you're enjoying what you're seeing on the channel, please subscribe with your post notifications on. Give the video a like as well and throw some comments in there as well and i'll spend my evening and my morning tomorrow replying to a few as well i need to be better at engagement in the youtube comments thanks to adam for producing as well and all his work with the league table and everything else that he threw up during the show thanks to stato who i always impromptu impromptuly get involved in the show as well with his array of stats looking forward to doing 1874 tomorrow enjoy the rest of your evening Buy yourself some purity if you're that way inclined and treat yourself tonight. Use the code hashtag VillaView. 10% off up the villa. The villa. Come on. Yes. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.